Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Hi, I'm Linnell Gordon, and welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I have a very special guest with me today, Kelly Doherty with Doherty Management, and we're going to talk a little bit about growth. We're going to talk about when to give people breaks, and we're going to talk about seasonality uh, and how to manage your seasonality. Um, so, Kelly, tell me a little bit about the beautiful area that you guys have a company with. And so, we have a vacation rental company in Sandpoint, Idaho. It's up in the Panhandle of North Idaho. We're about an hour away from Canada, so we're pretty far. North. Wow. We are a mountain and lake community. So Lake Ponderé is this massive lake. It's 43 miles long. What feeds the lake? Out of curiosity. Um, up well, there. it mostly snow melts. Is it glacial? From, okay. Yeah, it's glacial. Mount- snow melt from Montana and also from Canada uh, will come wow. down and fill this massive lake up in the summer. And uh, they lower it down 10 feet, 11 feet in the winter. And that's a lot of water to lower down when you're 43 miles long. Wow. So they make a a great big uh, basin for all that snow melt. That's amazing. So people water ski there? It's a big boating lake. So our Uh, peak season is summer. Fishing? Uh, Fishing, uh, boating, wake surfing, water skiing. Love all that. Inner tubing, all of that kind of summer fun stuff. And a lot of people like to live on and around the lake in the summertime and boat to different restaurants, and it's a huge 4th of July celebration there. Oh, that's amazing. So you have a market that is about three months long. In the summer. In the summer. And the booking window there, because I think this is really important, your pacing there for your your booking window is about a year out. Yes. So our, our... Um, our area will swell four to five times in population in the summer. Wow. So, um, and it's a small town. So it's a tourist area for real, and the, the locals make money off the tourist yeah, for the most part? Yeah, tourism is a huge it? industry for okay. us. Okay, all right. And a lot of people will come for these large family reunion homes, which will be four, five, six, seven-bedroom homes. Love it. Bring the entire family together, have a multi-generational family reunion. That's a big part of our market. Do they do it each year, come they, back every year? They will or? do it each year, or they may go to different places. Okay. And they might try Sandpoint because they've heard about it, and then they might go to someplace else. And or we have a lot of affluent families that will come up, and a lot of people that will come from Southern California and or areas of the desert, Arizona, uh, Texas, and New Mexico. It gets very, very hot in the summertime. Uh, They want to come someplace that's absolutely lovely, 85 degrees, maybe 90 degrees top, and come boating and have fun. Well, it sounds like a beautiful area. You also have like a ski part to that too in the winter, right? We do. So this is a it's a resort town. It's a big mountain and lake town. So Schweitzer Mountain is the largest ski mountain in all of Idaho State as well as Washington State. I've nearby. heard of that. Yeah. And it's a it's a very large ski mountain, obviously, but uh, so it draws people from all over to ski Schweitzer. So we have a winter season starts around the Christmas time period, mm-hmm. and we'll go to the second week of April. That's beautiful. So with with that area, with everybody that comes on the everyone that comes on the podcast, I like to ask a story about an owner and a story about a guest. So tell me who's your favorite owner? Um, I have a favorite owner. Tell I, me about them. You don't have yeah, to name will, them, of I course. Name them. Um, this is a gentleman. I'm also a realtor. 
And so this is a gentleman that I helped him to find a home. And I he love was, that. He was yeah. looking for um, a lake home. And, uh, you know, we ended up chatting one day and, and he flew up to see a home that was for sale and he, he bought the home you know, literally just by looking <laughs> in the windows, right? He hadn't even walked it. And he's just an extremely gracious and generous person. Mm-hmm. And so he's a really kind heart. And so he's he's always said, he's he's been a homeowner of mine for seven years and our company's grown a lot in the last seven years. And he said, if there's anything that, if you need to use my home to, um, even if it's no cost, if you, if you oh, need to nice. host somebody here or do something for your business or do, you know, as a charity or anything like that, please know that you can always do that. That's kind. And, and then also he's like, you have my, I trust you guys completely. And so you have my full blessing and latitude for any changes or recommendations or things Pricing that you think that the, that the home may need. Oh, okay. Um, I just go ahead and do it. And so he's he's very thoughtful that way. But then the other part is is it really shows like in the in the holiday season he'll send very generous gift cards to the staff and just a kind note and just thanking them like just acknowledging that is a great idea that, that you know I really appreciate the care of taking care of my home Aww. and I appreciate all so much and so he'll, he'll take the time to do that and that's a very thoughtful and very gracious thing to do. I'll have to remember that. That is a very good thing, and I should probably be doing that for <laughs> for my sister, to tell you the truth. So <laughs> it just there's a good thing there. Um, tell me about your – tell me a guest story. Hmm. So many guest stories. So this is a – it's kind of a personal story, but it's probably my favorite guest story. Oh, good. So, um, Every every couple of years, we like to do a family reunion on my husband's side of the family. Uh-huh. Many of the family members are in the Madison, Wisconsin area and New York um, area. And so they're coming a long ways to get to Sandpoint, Idaho. Oh, yeah. And uh, my nephew, who, who has since passed, but my nephew is a major um, wakeboarder. And mm-hmm. he just loved to wakeboard. This was his favorite thing in the world. But my brother-in-law was also having a milestone birthday. Huh? And so we decided to spoil him, and we brought in this float plane. And the float plane came in and landed right in front of the house. <laughs> One of the houses we rented. We had to rent three houses to take care of everybody. And we took him and his sons and his his uh, his daughter up, and they did these, this amazing tour. I'll bet it's Just beautiful. incredible. Yeah. And that plane would land and take the next group up. And so uh, my nephew said, hey, do, is there any way, do you think that guy would like you know, kind of pretend to take me wakeboarding behind this float plane. And we're like, we'll, we'll ask him. And the guy goes, sure. And so we jumped in the boat with our cameras because we wanted to capture the whole thing. And so the guy gets in the plane, he's on the lake, and my nephew gets up wakeboarding. Now, of course, the plane's not going to take off or right. anything like that. But it appears like he's That's going very to be cool. taking off. <laughs> and, uh, and there's my nephew wakeboarding behind this float plane, That's which is awesome. super cool. Yes. And while I'm trying to take pictures of the whole thing, my phone is just blowing up because my neighbors all around me are like, are you seeing <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they're calling saying don't let him do it don't do <laughs> it they're just like what is going on <laughs> so you've said that you've had a lot of growth yes in the last seven years uh yes yeah i mean we started as a boutique company with a home that my husband and i built oh wow and, uh, we have 80 vacation rentals now wow yeah. that is that's a huge growth yeah. tell me for 
for those that are listening that are looking for for suggestions or help and they're like if I you know I what would you give them as far as advice what is the best advice you can give them for how to grow their company boy um know what your core competencies are okay so know what your strengths are and and honor the strengths okay and for I'll give you an example I I I love marketing and I love creativity and I'm very good with sales and I'm good with people. Um, I don't care for the accounting side as much, but obviously that's extremely important, especially as a small business owner. But I know what my core strengths are. Right. And so I, I honor those and I focus on that. And then I know that to make my team more successful, I better bring somebody in that's good on the financial side. Right, and right. that's their core competency and their passion um, because I don't have to worry about that as much, right? Right. Say, or spend a lot of cycles on something that I'm not very good or very efficient at. And um, But I think it's important to, to think about that. And then when you're thinking about hiring people, you know, hire to fill your weaknesses so that you can successfully be a complete company. You know, that's interesting because that is just good, good plain business advice. Uh, we heard uh, one of the CEOs of a company talking and um, last night, and that's specifically what she said. She said, I don't think any of you guys who are entrepreneurs who started your company say, gosh, please don't take the accounting away from me, <laughs> you know, specifically. And it's true, those of us that are, that are um more people persons, we really do need that. And so having a strong team and building a strong team has got to be important. What about, um, tell me how you built your company as far as owners. Did you do this these owner push campaigns to email everybody out and say, okay, hey, everybody who owns a company in this area, we are the best company in the area because X, Y, Z. Did you do any of that? I didn't. Word of mouth. Yeah. So I, I took a little bit of a different approach. When we started the company, my family was younger. So mm -hmm. I still had three children at home ah. and none of them were driving. So I still needed some flexibility. And um, Hence being in real estate to start with, that flexibility is there for, real, for being a realtor, yeah. Um, but I also liked having sort of what I would call a boutique company. Mm -hmm. And um, we focused on higher end homes and quality homes and I liked that. And uh, so, what I, what I focused on was the results. So what I would do is when I would talk to people around in my, my small town mm -hmm. um, or my neighbors, and then when I'd say, hey, we generated $100,000 worth of revenue off this home, and then I'd have people go, well, gosh, I'm, I'm from Arizona, and I only use my home six weeks out of the year. Right. You know, they start to do a little bit of the math, and they start to think about how that could help pay their property taxes or ongoing maintenance or whatever it might be. And so word of mouth helped a lot. And then I also, you know, this was back in 2009, 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are, you know, hard times after the Great Yeah, there was a lot going on right. during that and time with real estate. a lot of property values were down. Right. But we didn't have any really big hotels or resorts, so vacation rentals were starting to grow. And so I went and looked at who were the top realtors in town, mm -hmm. and I had lunch with them. And I met with there them, you go. and I said, hey— just here's who, here's who I am. Here's what I do. I'm focusing on the high end, but I'm also, here's what I'm generating in revenue for this property that's listed. Yeah. You might have a property that's listed that isn't selling, and I'm actually making this asset create some revenue yeah. and pay for itself. And that helped. Built by property managers for property managers. 
Streamline is a powerful software that gives managers enterprise-level capabilities to drive more revenue and improve operational efficiency. Migrating to Streamline allows property managers to gain functionality while reducing the need for multiple vendors, improving flow by logging into a single system and reducing redundant technology costs. With Streamline, property managers achieve revenue lifts by leveraging our fully-fledged communication center, reservations quoting system, revenue management tools, homeowner acquisition CRM, and powerful direct OTA connections. Streamline also has industry-leading trust accounting and report capabilities to give you clarity in an overall company performance. Learn more about Streamline Vacation Rental Software at StreamlineVRS.com. That's a great idea. I wondered if your real estate background had anything that was like, well, I would sell it. I was a realtor. Really? Oh, yeah. I was just like a... And you couldn't even pay them commission at the time. No. And I, no, couldn't accept a, even a... Exactly. Yeah, Legally, no. yeah, no. no I got wow. my real estate license later because when I would see turnover and refer oh, for yeah. sales, I would refer out and could get a referral fee. Right. So at first I started doing that. And then secondarily, now it's, I'm good at sales. I love real estate sales. Yeah. I'm a real estate agent too. I'm a, I'm a broker. I, I love real estate sales. It was my, one of my favorite jobs ever. I took a hiatus from the uh, software company that I, was, that I owned and I was running with a co-founder. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break. And I loved it. I loved it. So let's talk about something else that you mentioned to me that I found fascinating. You talked about making sure that you give your people breaks. Tell me how that has helped you be successful. Well, anybody that works in a, I think in anything these days, because we were, we have the ability to work all the time between this our technology <laughs> and our text messages and our, and if know, we didn't know before the emails. pandemic, we certainly knew after the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, it's challenging. But then when you have um, small businesses with high seasonality, mm -hmm. you're everybody's on, you know, and you're 24 seven, you're yeah. hoping nobody gets sick or hurt or anything. Cause you don't have the bandwidth to fill in. Right. You don't have enough right. labor, especially now. So at the end of the peak season, I always really encourage people to start planning holidays and vacations and time mm -hmm. when there's still good weather. How much time do you give them? Um, for my managers, I could do three paid weeks mm -hmm. a year. And then we try to do extra things. We give um, summer bonuses. We give cash bonuses in the summertime at the end of the busy season, right after Labor Day, and then around the holidays as well as just thank yous for working so hard. Um, and, uh, and then for our full-time employees, we also provide paid vacations and we also provide, um, uh, full medical for anybody that's working 30 hours a week or more. Cause we really want people to feel cared for and, you know, have a sustainable life, if you will. You don't want yes. to get wiped out because they got sick. No. And the thing that I find interesting is, as you begin to interview people that are very successful in this field. A lot of times, and you guys, I've heard this more than more than a dozen times, people that take care of their people, they really do. They end up being successful because they don't have the turnover. And it takes so much time to train a new employee, not just on software, but just in how to, how to be a reservationist, how to deal with guests and customer support if you have to do whatever. It's just like... We're small companies, and it's very... I, I liken it to being a small startup. You, know, mm -hmm. you wear multiple hats. Everybody has to pitch in to kind of make it happen. Um, and 
you know, there are challenges. The, the problems we had last summer are different than the problems we had this summer. The good news mm -hmm. is we solved those problems, but now we have these problems <laughs> to solve. So you're always kind of evolving and changing. You need to have that attitude and be able to work together. But I agree if you if you don't find the right people or, or whatever, you're, you're spending a lot of time in training and, and, and trying to figure out how to integrate. So you mentioned you were doing high-end homes. So with 80 properties, how do you keep how do you keep that boutique atmosphere of having high-end properties with that many property owners? Well, you can't really. Um, what we do is we try to tier our properties. Okay. So um, we have a, a luxury tier property that's sort of the creme de la creme. Yes. And they are very high-end properties. They're mm -hmm. three to $7 million homes. And in wow. our little market, that's a big deal. Yeah, no kidding. Those yeah. are huge. So um, on those, in those homes in the summertime, we do a concierge check-in. So we work with uh, the guest, and we said we'd like to stop by and introduce ourselves. Many times it's me. Oh, that's um, lovely. And, yeah. and many times it's the same guest returning year after year or five of the last eight years. That's yes. The thing. They'll come back. And, um, and then it helps us to give kind of a personal touch to welcome everybody, to answer questions. Right. But then we can also go through the home or go through the area, explain where they are on the lake, how to use the boat lift, you know, right. all of those things. So we do that there. And then... Um, there are other homes that are maybe the next tier down, but uh -huh. there might be something unique about them. And so we'll create special CRM messages that will be specific to that house and specific to that guest. And we have home handbooks that talk about that or to, about what's going on in the area and mm -hmm. make recommendations. Um, do you email that or do you text we, it? Uh, we both. Okay. Are they automated? I'm just curious. Um both. So okay. we have some that are automated. Some are a little bit more specific, like because we were on this big mountainous area, like there's a home that we manage that it's really hard and challenging to get down there. Oh. Right. And so that's kind of unique. So we want to make sure we don't have more than a couple cars down there. Gotcha. So those ones, we kind of get ahead of that a little bit because it's a little hard to explain. Mm -hmm. So we get ahead of the guests and call those guests ahead of time. So you've tiered your properties. And you know, I, I, I found that that's successful too. We have, um, we have companies that, that do that because there is a need for lower-end homes. There, there always will be that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For, like, what we call we, on our beach, beach boxes. Yeah, I don't know what you call it we said, I would say we have um, two- and three-bedroom condos. You know, we have a small um, private condominium uh, community in town that we, we, we manage some condos there and then some smaller two-bedroom mm -hmm. homes in town. But uh, most of our properties are in that three-star to five star right. range. So our tiers are kind of within our star system. I think I need to come visit. <laughs> those, those, those four star properties are just calling my name. Tell me about your favorite marketing technique for um, off shoulder, off season, for those shoulder seasons in between summer. Uh, because if you have that summer and you have that winter, you have to have an incredibly beautiful fall. We have a really beautiful fall, which is right about now yeah. through about the middle of October. But it's still a shoulder season. It is. Okay. It is. What they do is, um, because we're in this big lake, right? Um, they drop the lake level. They start to drop it down the third week of September. Okay. So that starts to affect your power boating and all that. Kind of course, of stuff. you've got seasonality so right there. So we've got that. Also, um, for a lot of people, September's very busy anyways. Mm. Families start Kids. to go back to school. school. Everybody's kind of getting back into a, more of a work schedule or whatever. 
Um, but in those kind of off-season time frames, we have Spokane, Washington is about an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. And Spokane is the third largest city in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. It's a big city. Um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, a lot of people have heard about that. That also has a beautiful lake. Um, but that's also close to us as well. So a lot of things that we'll do is we'll start to target kind of your local getaways. Mm. So we'll do Oh, to pull clubs. from Spokane. Yeah, Spokane, ah, yeah. You'll pull so we'll do book Spokane. clubs and, uh, you know, girls getaway groups, things like that, um, church retreats, things of that nature to kind of say, hey, guys, come on in for a beautiful long weekend, you know, and get a super discounted price and have an amazing time. What tech do you use for marketing? Um, well, a lot of times I will just start to uh, target the guests that are local, or we can talk on Facebook a little bit and promote things that way. But there's many groups that have come um, in just networking. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, my husband and I have a home in Spokane, Washington, as well as a home in Sandpoint. And again, we're about an hour and a half apart. So, and we've been in these communities for a long time. So we know a lot of people. So you're involved in the community. You guys have heard that yeah. over and over. So don't forget that. So when I'm in my book club in Spokane, I let it be known. Hey, guys, if you and your friends, if you and your girlfriends want to get together, you guys should come on up. Come stay at the seasons. Come do this, whatever, you know. And then I offer friends and family discounts. And I remarket to the same group. We have um, a group of uh, um ICU nurses, they're actually uh, for Sacred Heart Children's Hospital. Mm. And so they're pediatric ICU nurses. And there's a group of 15 of them. And they come and stay with us every September and every March. Wow. And so, and they, the group will maybe come and go a little bit as far as the members of it, but it's usually about 15 of them. And they come like clockwork. That's amazing. That's a great idea. I hadn't thought about marketing there in that piece. I think that's all I have listed for things that are, you know, actually I have more questions for you because here's what I wanted to ask you. For your winter season, uh, do you find that you market your winter season different than your summer season or to different, um, differently in any way? Well, it's... uh, That's a long season. It is, but it's less expensive to come in the winter than it is in the summer. Is it? Okay. Yeah, because we have, again, four to five times the people that come in the summer. Okay. So it's a huge swell. And in the wintertime, it's a, that's a haul to get to, to Sandpoint, right? Okay. So, and if you're coming for skiing, you're often not coming for a week or 10 days or whatever it might be at a time. Oh, you might be coming just for a couple of days to ski. Yeah, you might be coming for weekends or the kids are out of school, so you ski for the weekends or long weekends or whatever it might be. Um, so it's a shorter stays, shorter occupancy, and, you know, it's darker and colder, right? And yeah. so we, we, we sort of... Huddle in. Huddle in and get quiet a little bit more. And um, so while it's still popular, it tends to draw a little bit more locally. Not always. Yeah. um, Is there ice skating on the lake? Well, there can be. So on the shallow parts of the lake, this is a very big lake. And so on the shallow parts of the lake. 43 miles, right? Yeah. Wow. But, you know, the deepest part of the lake is over 1,200 feet deep. So it's a very That's right. You said it's the seventh deepest in the. Yeah. So, but on the shallow parts, it, it does, it does freeze there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I really have enjoyed having you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to to share some of the strategies that you use and uh, just to share share your love and your passion. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. This episode of How We Grow is brought to you by Streamline. To find out more about how Streamline can help grow your vacation rental business, visit streamlinevrs.com.
www.howwegrow.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.